how do you know your marketing plan is working? You can spend so much time doing all these different things. I know I have done that in the past, uh, throwing spaghetti against the wall, trying all sorts of things to see what works in my marketing. But I wanna to talk today about how to know that your marketing is working and some key factors that you can look at today <clears throat> to know what to change in your marketing from here on out. If you don't know me, I'm Kelly from ZinniMe. I'm one of the halves of the partnership with Miranda Palmer. And we just finished up a private practice live challenge series where we talked about marketing. And one of the things that we focus on in this series is the marketing plan. And oftentimes people think we're going to just go over, do X, Y, Z. <clears throat> but the truth is going over an absolute perfect formula will never work for any business because every business is different and your needs and objectives are going to be different. So I wanna go over how you know it's working and the numbers to look at. This can be kind of the boring part because many people want to just create and hope that it works. But I want you to feel confident knowing what works, what doesn't, so you don't waste your time. You know, down with that? So ultimately, a marketing plan that works results in what? Your ideal client's calling so that you can work with them, do the great work that you do, they get great outcomes, you get an income, and you stay inspired and passionate about the work. You're not burnt out because you've set up a business knowing how many clients you need, what is the right kind of balance with your caseload so that you can have time for preparing clinically, also taking care of your own personal life, and being fully present for your clients, whether they're your first session or your last session of the week. So that is your ultimate goal. But you can try all these different things from online and off, offline marketing. And ultimately, you don't, people don't always know that what activity they're doing, if it's working or not. They know the phone's ringing, they know that they're getting some of their ideal clients, but they don't know why. They don't always know what is working. So I wanna to talk to you about being more intentional in your marketing plan and the data that you want to take a look at so that you can be empowered in knowing what's working. Um, planning your marketing is not a day-by-day -day thing. We recommend in bootcamp that you do it quarterly. Ultimately, when you sit and plan, part of the planning process is an analysis process. You want to, I want you, you, to sit down and think about the past three months. What marketing activities have you done? What, where's your time gone? What have you enjoyed? What do you feel has gotten the phone ringing? Now that's where people get stuck sometimes. They're like, I don't know if that worked or not. I enjoyed that or I hated it. Or, you know, there's a lot of uh, confusion about I did all these things, the phone's ringing, but I'm not sure what to keep doing, what I can eliminate, what I can delegate, and what I need to continue to pursue. All of your marketing activities, whatever you're doing, need to be measurable in some sense. So if you're going to do, for example, directory, how would you measure that? First, you would look at how many people are in your area on that directory, how many people are in your specialty on that directory. 
then you would know if there is room for you in there. You know, if some people have zip codes where they are like on the 10th page because it's so saturated and they decide, okay, I'll do a test because I have a free coupon for this directory. But after that, if that, if I don't show that I have some data proving that I got calls from this directory, I'm going to let it go. So every activity must be measurable. And I want to talk about some of the measurements that any one of you need to consider in your marketing plan. All right. So call tracking. This is where it's very important. I recommend a lot of my clients, we create a Google form that they just keep on their phone and they do all their tracking that way or their assistant does when they answer the phone. You want to know how many referrals are you getting? Um, are they the right fit? Um, how did they find you? Did they come to you from a friend, a colleague, or did they find you on the website? So you want to track how people contact you and how they found out about you. If they come from direct referrals, then that informs you the next quarter of who to reach out to, how, who to continue to build relationships with. You may find that there's a doctor's offices that's a great source of referrals for you. You may find that that doctor's office may have another doctor to introduce you to. So you want to continue to foster those relationships that value the work that you do, that are invested in their own patients or clients and getting them the help that they need. Now, if you get um, calls like from your website, you'll go into or emails on a contact form on your website, your analytics will inform you a little bit better about how those people found you. So call tracking. Are you getting enough calls? And are the calls, uh, where are they coming from? Second of all, your initial consults. You want to analyze that every quarter. Look at how many people called, how many people you ended up referring out and why. You want to track this on your call tracking. And evaluate, are your calls people who are a good fit or are you getting a lot of people you need to refer out? If you're getting a lot of people you need to refer out, then your marketing message needs to change. Usually that's where it starts. You're either marketing in the wrong place, but definitely with the wrong message. <laughs> it's not clear who you work with if you're getting a bunch of people that are not a good fit. So when it comes to your marketing plan, if you're saying, gosh, I get a lot of people who are requesting to use insurance. I get a lot of people who um, think I work with couples and I work with kids. That's going to inform you then to look at where have you been spending your marketing time? Are you showing up where your couples who don't want to use insurance, you know, where they engage in the world? And is your message really clear? Is it clear on your website? Counseling for couples. It, but if it says families in there, I could see how it might be confusing to someone. So that initial consult data is really going to inform your marketing message and the placement of that message in the world. Next is website analytics. And this is where people get kind of cringy, and I totally get it. There are only a few data points that I look at in analytics there are some people that can geek out into that stuff and go drill down really deep. But for most practices, you want to see how people found your website, which is your top referrers. Um, where did they come from? Are they coming from social media? Are they coming from uh, a Google search? Or are they directly typing in your URL? 
Then you want to know how long they're staying and where they're engaging. What content is popular on your site? What are they looking for? If they're not sticking around very long, that means one of two things. That means you are ranking for stuff that is not of importance. It's, you know, for example, someone's looking for a lawnmower and your site shows up, they click and they're like, this isn't it, and they bounce off. Then that means we need to really not rank for lawnmowers <laughs> and we want to focus on ranking for the counseling that we offer. So there's some strategy behind that in your marketing plan. Now, if they stay around and they look around at stuff, you want to see what blogs they look at, what pages are of interest, and that tells you where people are engaging and where the need is. <clears throat> so this also informs your, your layout of your website. If your website is hard to use, it's hard to find stuff, people are going to fall off. So you want to make sure that the navigation is very clear, that it's user-friendly, it's mobile-friendly, all those things. And next, that the copy is really engaging and clear about who you serve, what you do, and the transformation you provide. So those website analytics do inform your marketing plan. They're not just some random data. Then you can also set some goals. For example, if maybe you had 1,000 views this past month, you want to see that continue to increase. And how that continues to increase is that you make your website the hub of your marketing so that when you are marketing your practice, you bring them back to your website because that's where you can build trust with them. Next is the Google Search Console. <clears throat> this is part of your marketing strategy. Again, like I said, are you ranking for what you need to be ranking for? You want to do some keyword research, have some goals about, I want to rank for counseling in Chicago. I want to rank for marriage therapy in San Francisco. I want to rank for play therapy in, in Tampa Bay, Florida. So you can start to really see where you rank. Uh, it gives you kind of an accurate picture with the averages of where you rank for keywords. Also the keywords that people typed in to find you. So that way you can find some of those misnomers of people are typing in random things and you show up for it. Um, this is common for sex therapists, for example. This is something that they're very aware of that they tend to rank for people that are looking for other things. And so they can be a little bit more forward about the work that they do really clear on their website. Um, so you'll see that happen. Sometimes people rank for things other than what they intended for. So part of your marketing plan is making yourself visible online and that happens with your SEO and that Google search console is really going to help you with that. And you want to be targeting to change that ranking over time, meaning landing on the first page for more and more keywords as you build. Next is engagement. These are things you want to be tracking. So on your social media, on your website, but also if you're doing events or speaking, how many people did you reach? How many people did you have conversations with? What were the conversations like? Did you have a call to action where you really clear about their next steps? So for example, if you go to a conference and you are speaking or you're networking, are you capturing emails? Are you sending them to your website after? Are you following up with the relationship and things like that? Are you engaging where your ideal clients hang out as well? When you can focus on those areas, you have more of a chance of increasing your connection and building trust with them and ultimately getting the phone ringing. So these are just five, 
five areas that you can work on tracking some data for. Because imagine, you know, in the beginning when we started Zinimi, we did a lot more speaking. And I know people have asked, like, why aren't you speaking at a lot of conferences? And we do about one a year now um, because we enjoy it and we love getting to meet new therapists. But ultimately, we also know that it is harder on us physically to go all these different places. And the results are not the same as when we do like a webinar. With a webinar, we're able to reach more people, for example. So there was some testing initially in the beginning of our business where we were doing a lot more face-to-face, -face, and then we moved into more of a digital format of that to make it work more effectively for us and for our clients. It gave it them more accessibility to what we teach because not a lot of people are going to conferences. <laughs> you guys are busy. You guys are working on your businesses and all of these things, and so conferences are few and far between for a lot of you, like maybe one or two a year. So as we have been working with more and more therapists, we know where they hang out and that's where we want to hang out. Um, so imagine the same for you. You go to speak and you start to learn like, hey, that didn't result in much of anything. Um, it maybe established a connection with a person or maybe it did result in something. I had a client recently, we were talking last week, went and spoke somewhere, made a connection with someone, that person has been a big referral source for their practice. So when you track and you look at the outcomes of each activity, that can tell you where to spend your time and where to, to let go of some things. You do not have to do all the things. You do have to show up in the world. You do have to share your message. You do have to back up what you preach with great outcomes in your practice. But that does not mean you have to do all of the marketing activities. That is a recipe for burnout. If you want longevity and sustainability in your practice, I want you to be thoughtful about your marketing activities, set out a plan and make it measurable. Because ultimately a great marketing plan allows you to do great work your clients experience great outcomes, you have a better income, there's satisfaction all around, and that is a gift to your client, yourself, and to the mental health community as a whole because we want to increase access to mental health services in our communities. And in order to do that, we have to be visible. So today, you can start tracking right now. Start tracking your calls assessing who refers, look at your website analytics, check out where you're ranking, and really evaluate what you've done in the past three months and what fruit has come from that labor and where you might need to be pruning in your marketing plan. Take care.